Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Trent Rush. This is Brandon Marsh, the Los Angeles Angels and 66ers baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. I'm Tori Hunter Jr. You're listening to the Old Angels Podcast. What is going on, Angel fans? This is another edition of the All Angels Podcast, and this is a special edition. This is a Mother's Day edition with Mother's Day right around the corner, so... I thought it was a perfect time to reach out and try to talk to a mother of a current angel prospect. With that in mind, I'd like to welcome Sonia Marsh, the mother of the angel's number two prospect, Brandon Marsh. Sonia, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, thank you. So like I said, you're the mother of of Brandon Marsh, uh, angel's number two prospect. So I want to go back a little bit to when Brandon started playing baseball or started playing sports in general. Was was it him that wanted to get into it or or was it... Uh, you know, uh, did you push him to just kind of be active in something? Yeah, so so great question. Well, he started playing when he was four, and some we had a pre-tee league here in our community. So we we just put him in to have something for him to do. His sister was three, and I was home with those two, and we had well, we had um, a couple of. Uh, foster kids at the same time so we were I was like anything to get out of the house and be around other adults instead of these four kids <laughs> under six so it was just serendipitous that it was baseball I guess well you know at the time when he started playing ball, baseball at such a young age were you a baseball fan where was his dad a baseball fan like um, where, where did where did where did the baseball thing come from well Jake has always been an all sports fan period um, I think he was an, an announcer in a former life, actually. So um, he's he's always been a sports fan. And I did not grow up in a very sports-oriented family, but I grew to love sports being married to Jake. So now that's all that's on TV. I mean, that's all we ever watch is anything sports. So a sports fan now. By marriage. <laughs> now, growing <laughs> up, uh, Brandon growing up, and like you said, his sister, Erin, who is doing great things track-wise at, uh, at Duke, um, how competitive were those two growing up? <laughs> um, you know, they were competitive with each other. That's funny. I never thought about that. They were competitive with each other, but they were both each competitive to be the best at what they were doing. Like, I remember... The paddle ball. Do you remember the paddle balls with the, the rubber band and that rubber ball? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yep. Yeah, so they would compete with each other in the foyer on who could do that the longest, you know, who could keep <laughs> that game going the longest. Um, and Brandon, of course, would if he lost, he was like, one more time, one more time. <laughs> so he had the 
most competitive spirit in the moment. Aaron always had like a drive to be better than, better than, I guess. I don't know, but they never really competed against each other, but maybe they competed against the idea of being better than the other. I don't know. That's pretty crazy. That's too. I've never thought of it. Cause I know with me and my brother, we're uh, about two years, two and a half years difference. And we're always, whether it was basketball or football or any of that stuff, we were always trying to play against each other because, you know, that's kind of who we had mm-hmm. in the house was like, okay, we're going to play one-on-one and there's not a lot of options. So it's just, it's just me and you. Right. So, so um, <laughs> now growing up, you know, Brandon obviously starts playing baseball and everything like that. In, in your mind, do you remember the time or not even a time, but like an age gap where he was like starting to be maybe better than some of the kids his own age? Um. You know, he, I, I don't know that he just, it just clicked easier with him from the beginning. Mm-hmm. I remember when he was four, his first coach, his name, Kent Pilot, and that, that was his first coach in pre-T. And I remember us um, playing ball. He actually helped, worked in somewhere in Alabama on some minor league team. I think he was, I'm not sure what his role was. It wasn't coach, but he, I remember him drafting Brandon. We had a little mock draft, you know, back even when they were four. And I remember him drafting Brandon and coaching Brandon and saying, this kid's a ball player. And I looked at him like, you're crazy. Cause we're not, we don't have, I never did sports. I was a cheerleader. So I was like, no, you're crazy. We're not you know, those kind of kids. We just want to keep him out of jail. We want him to play sports. So they, <laughs> so they just stay out of trouble, you know? And so I don't know that, that particular coach um, recognized his talent sooner than we did. Um, so he was never really better than anyone else. He just took it more serious than his buddies, I think. You know, be, being around Brandon, especially yeah. with the time he spent with the uh, Inland Empire 66ers, uh, and seeing him in the in the dugout during the game, he always had like high. He always has had high energy, like with his teammates, with people around him. <laughs> has he always been like a very active, hyper kind of kid? Yes, and and let me say that again. Yes, <laughs> like he's he's just the kind of. Um, I don't know. He he really is just high energy, like you said. Mm-hmm. His personality is always is in a good mood. Um, he's, um, he's energetic and I don't know. He just, that's his personality. He will root his teammates on hopeful that, that it also rubs off on him and that, that same cheer comes back his way, I think. So he's just, I don't know. He's always been that way. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, really (laughs) crazy. Cause that's one Uh of the one things I noticed about him right away was like, you know, he hasn't a bad, kind of whether or not it goes good or bad you know he comes back and he's like okay if it went bad then oh you know he kind of you can tell he's frustrated but then if the dude behind him ends up getting like a double he's right back there on top of the dugout like yeah. you know, hey let's do it let's and like getting everyone going again and that's oh that really just caught my eye right away when i started uh, watching him play um now growing up obviously in high school when was the first time you thought or are you seeing like recruiters come by, whether it be, you know, major league recruiters, college recruiters, when was the first time you started uh, seeing that? So, okay. So funny story. And I'll try and make this really brief for you, oh, no, but, okay. um, okay, so, so, you know, the story, the backstory is we were actually, I think he was in the 10th grade and he wanted to play baseball. I really loved him playing football. Like mm-hmm. I loved his energy on the field and the way he was, with his teammates, like he likes that kind of hype. And I think that's 
why he is overly hype, even in a baseball dugout. He doesn't know how to differentiate between. <laughs> he's, just, he's playing the sport. He's playing the game. But so he, we were, he said he wanted to play baseball and not football in college. And I was like, oh, okay. And we started looking at D3 colleges because nobody was interested in him. Hmm. Nobody you know, he didn't, he wasn't the guy off that walked off the bus, right? And right. got the eye. Um, and so we're looking at D3 colleges, we're taking them to camps, and we're doing all those things. And um, finally, you know, we have some interest in some colleges. And of course, then he landed on um, Kennesaw State. That recruiter was, was just a really great recruiter and a good, good mesh for Brandon. So um, landed on Kennesaw State. We were happy with that, all well and good. In his senior year, we're at some showcase at one of our big parks or one of our big, um, what is it called? Uh, like a showcase, like a showcase kind, of, kind of deal? Yeah, it was where all the the state winners across the country, state high school teams from the previous oh, okay. year, there was some sort of showcase. Um, and he was up at bat, you know, he's left-handed batter. And all of a sudden, all these scouts, his, <laughs> this is early senior year, start showing up on the third base side. And I'm like, oh, this pitcher must be really good. <laughs> because all these scouts are lined up, you know. And so by the end of the game, they're coming up to me with cards. And my husband, Jake, wasn't at this game for some reason. He must have been out of town. And they're handing me their cards. Hey, are you Brandon Marsh's mom? And... um I, I was just caught off guard. I had no idea he was really even on the radar. We had some great talent on that team that Brandon played on that his junior and senior year, as you know. Right. You know, we had Joey Bart. I mean, he, he was the Giants. We had some great pitchers on these teams that were going D1. And so I didn't think for sure was it Brandon. So I don't know. It was That was probably the first time it hit me He he was being noticed. Yeah, yeah. When I talked to Brandon, he kind of had the same story because he was always saying how through high school he was always kind of like he didn't, mm-hmm. he wasn't a big kid yet. And it's funny though because just seeing him now and meeting him now, I'm like, you know, he's you know six foot whatever, and it's like you were a small kid at one point. He's like, yeah, like I like I didn't really grow into his body. He didn't grow into his body till later, uh, you know. In, in high school, which is kind of a trip that something like that can all of a sudden boom. And like you said, you just have a bunch of uh, scouts watching them at a, at a showcase type. Um, but also too, you know, kind of fast forwarding through that, like you said, it was a senior year. Now I want to take you back to June 9th, 2016 draft day. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. What was, what was your feeling? Not so much when he got picked, but kind of the lead up, like the day, the morning of like, what was your feeling about it? Yeah, well, um, so I, we were just we were trying to decide if we were going to like have our my parents over and have friends over to just kind of watch the draft. We'd never really paid too close attention to it until that year, really. Um, and I was apprehensive to say the least because I was like, "What if he doesn't get drafted and he has friends over and he's going to be embarrassed and that won't be fun for anyone?" Um, and we we had an idea he was probably going to get drafted, but where? And, you know, did our advisors were telling us one thing, and is that really where the scouts saw him, or was that just um, us, you know, being 
Pollyanna positive versus realistic, right? Mm -hmm. So we were just apprehensive, to say the least. And we really didn't talk about it in our house. And to this day, Brandon doesn't talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Anything that that Brandon gets awarded for, and I say award, like just noticed for, Mm -hmm. we we are not allowed to rediscuss it in the house. (laughs) But He's just funny that way. It just shows too, kind of how like humble and, and modest he is with it. Because, you know, it, it, I mean, how many people? You know, there's only a handful of people ever that are going to be drafted in the first two rounds of a MLB draft. You know, so it's like, and for him to kind of have that attitude where it's like, oh yeah, it's no big deal. Like he just got picked up for a pickup game at the park. Like he kind of it's like the same yeah. mentality. It's, it's it's awesome to see in, in, in a young athlete. Yeah. No, yeah. You know. He's always been that way. I don't know if it's innate in him or if maybe he picked up, you know, if it's nature versus nurture. I don't know. But he's always been that way about his, his, what he's done and what his friends do. And I mean, I remember um, one time in high school, he had, I don't know, maybe he had two home runs or something. Maybe not even that. He'll be so mad that I even said that out loud. Um, (laughs) But that... He did had a good game. He had a good game defensively and offensively. And interviewers are coming up and talking to him after the game, right? And the first words out of his mouth was, "Yeah, but did you see that double play Austin Wilhite made at, at at second or short, whatever Austin was playing that day?" And and that is that's how he is about everything. He'll deflect. Mm-hmm. And if we ever have a friend over of his for dinner and we're talking about baseball, the it, Conversation gets changed immediately because he does not want us to praise him at all. He wants zero praise. He just wants to go play. Wow, that's, that's it's, it's really funny. interesting. Yeah. Where, where if I play tennis, if you want to talk about how good my game was that day, I'm going to say bring it on. Yeah, so, exactly. I don't, <laughs> so I don't know where he got it from. <laughs> yeah, you're like, bring it on. I'll talk about it all day. No problem. Yeah. Why? Did you see that shot, that angle of the net? Yeah. You know, I'm just the, the, the peg hand on that, you know, the spin on the ball on that one. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And I think that's like normal. Like, I don't know if anyone would fault him that way. But I, like you said, that's just that's really interesting about him. So he gets drafted, second round, 60th yeah. overall. Your first initial thought? Well, I was just so proud for him. You know, not even not not even of him, really. I was just proud for him. I, he's a good kid, honestly. Mm-hmm. I know he's my kid, and we shouldn't say that about our boast about our own kids. But he's just a good, solid kid, and he means well with what he does. He's well intended, and I just thought he deserved some some fun at the next level and i was just proud for him that he was able to have this opportunity yeah i didn't i didn't go through my head he was going to be moving away at right. 18 yeah that's the shock <laughs> and leaving yeah. the nest yeah. <laughs> but he took it like a champ he hasn't skipped the beat oh yeah and yeah i mean as far as like managing his his affairs and making sure he takes care of what he needs to take care of on the road and when we're not around. So he's, he's, he grew up quicker than I thought he was going to, quite frankly. So good for him. Yeah. And from, you know, my perspective, again, just, you know, kind of seeing him here and there, seeing his social media. And then obviously when he was at Inland Empire 66ers, he's grown up and he's been nothing but wonderful, not only just to us, but just, mm-hmm. you know, 
fans, other wow. media members. And it's just, like I said before, it's just awesome to see something like that in a, in a young athlete with, you know, and, and obviously getting more of a more of a name before I think, you know, before the end of last year, I think maybe Angel fans really knew who he was because of, you know, his ranking and, and the prospect uh, rankings that are out there. But I think this last offseason, he's really kind of now starting hitting more of the MLB kind of um, landscape of fans, uh, you know, uh, minor league fans. How does, yeah. When you see stuff, because, you know, him and Joe did a great thing on uh, when they're at the fall league <laughs> with MLB.com, I believe. It was just like kind of them talking. When you see something like that and, and there's like just more media attention around your son, how, you know, what do you think? Um, well, I, you know what I think, honestly? Is that the same kid that lives in my house? <laughs> Because he says words I never knew he knew. <laughs> right? So I, I look at Jake, my husband, and I'm like, wait, what? That was the best. He just spoke so nicely. That was such a nice conversation. Right. Um, so, I, you know, he impresses me every time. Because, you know, we get the grunts at home, right? So <laughs> are you hungry? You want some uh, breakfast? Uh, yeah, uh, whatever. Yeah. Whatever you're cooking. Um, and so for him to just be uh, receptive of conversations with other you know all the interviews and the questions and you know and they get repetitive right after a while you would think so but he's just he's real gracious and i'm i'm very impressed with that that personality of his coming out in such a nice positive way yeah so proud of him yeah i I talked to him a little while ago and i was like hey dude you know you're in a video game like and like like as in a major like piece or whatever, you know, like is this something people have to work for? It's just not you turn on the game and you get, you know, Brandon Marsh is something you have to work for. Oh, how's that feel? <laughs> uh, you know, it's cool. It's just a game. But, you know, yeah. I was like, dude, you're in a video game and like people from, you know, California to New York to Texas to, you know, wherever it's going to have a chance to be like, oh, yeah, I, I play as Brandon Marsh. Like how many people get an opportunity like that? And he was just very like, oh, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. You know, it's a video game. You know, I was like dude i'd be losing my mind (laughs) i know it's funny um i just found out he was in the video game like last week (laughs) because you know our house is just to tell you we don't have a really large house so there's Mm -hmm. not very many places to hide so he has this this room this game room right and so he plays his Fortnite, which i know you all know he plays oh yeah um and and um, so you would think I would have known by now that he was in a video game. But then I was looking on Twitter. I was just searching his name just to kind of see. I do like every couple of weeks. I'll just see what's out there. And and there was something about, I don't know, that rating that came out mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. And I was like, what is this about? He goes, oh, it's that video game. I'm like, wait, what? No yeah. clue. <laughs> he would never even talk about it. Yeah. No clue. Yeah. It's, it's like you get, he has like a 94 rating, like out of a hundred and it's like a special card and all that stuff you have to get. Cause yeah. you know, yeah. as a fan, I'm like, Oh, I have to get that. So, you know, it's, and it's just funny. It's like, Oh yeah, it's just a video game. And you mentioned the Fortnite, and, it, <laughs> and it's funny though too. Cause I've noticed that with him, you know, you try to talk baseball and this and that, like, and he, like you said, he's real receptive about, you know, this is what I'm thinking. But when you bring up, either like Fortnite or video games or music with him it like mm-hmm. kind of flips another mm-hmm. switch it's like alright now now this is my topic yeah okay now let's you know, did you hear this did you see that now you can you can tell where he really enjoys um, you know the, the subjects that he really enjoys talking about yeah I think that there's definitely he has a passion for music for sure oh yeah and I don't know that I've ever heard a complete song 
from Little Uzi. Is that right? Um, yep. Um, so I don't know that I've ever heard a I mean, sometimes when it comes on the radio, Erin, our daughter's like, yeah, you hustle Uzi. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, let's go back to country. <laughs> yeah. But, but he he's very passionate about that that type of music and that artist in particular. Yeah. And, of course, Fortnite, I think if – if he doesn't make it in baseball, goodness knows. Aren't there don't don't people get paid the game? Yeah, they can get paid. To, they get paid to uh, televise it too. You, know, you got a camera on you and a camera on the screen, and there you go. I mean, I I would never be good enough about any game for that. But yeah, there there are a, a handful of people out there that that is their uh, main source of income. Yeah, so I tell him, well, you have you have a chance in that, B. So yeah. Keep it up, I guess. No, I'm just kidding. It keeps him it keeps him home, and That's he has good, a, yeah. he likes it. So yeah. So again, Sonia, I want to thank you so much for um, of just talking with us. It's been great. So the last question I want to ask you is, if one of our listeners is out there and and they have kids playing sports, whether it's baseball, whether it's football or anything like that, what advice would you give to a parent out there? So, so I'm just, I'll get deep for a second. Cause I really have threatened that I'm going to write a book about this <laughs> because I, um, I think that we as parents give coaches way too much control from a little league standpoint in a travel ball standpoint and just to be on the serious note, sincerely, that I think as parents, we we keep our summers with our kids. Those are our summers. So, um, and I say that to say, if they're good, they're gonna they're gonna be they're gonna be recognized at some point. If they're good kids, if they're good teammates, if they play the game with all their heart and they leave everything out there, whether it's football or baseball, on the field, basketball, whatever, they're gonna get recognized. In, in the way that is destined for them. So keep your summers with your kids. Don't go travel baseball because you're afraid they're going to get left behind if they don't go play nine-year-old travel ball. They won't get left behind. They'll be fine. And, and don't, don't spend all your summers, at, all your summer vacations with your family chasing your kid at nine years old at baseball games. That's my advice. That's great. We did it. We, we spent our summers playing baseball and softball with Aaron. And if I could capture, recapture those summers and spend family vacations like a family, I would, I would take those back in a hot minute. Right. Because I think our kids turned out to be who they are without doing all of those things during those summers. They were going to be exactly who they are. I think you're absolutely right too, because uh, you know I, I coached high school football for about you know ten years when, after I graduated, and it was the same thing. Kids would come up to us and ask us like, "Hey, should we go to this camp? Should we go to that camp?" And you know, like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. why not?" Oh, but they're charging this amount. I'm like, if if they want you, they'll find a way to mm-hmm. get you there for free, or they'll find a way to find you for free. Like, you yeah. don't need to go to a camp that's going to cost your parents X amount of dollars. When if you're good, like you said, they'll find you and they'll make an effort to reach out to you. You don't necessarily always need to go out there and spend money on these camps or showcases or anything like that. And I, I agree um, with that a hundred percent. Yeah. And I think I agree. Right. And just to finish the, my point on giving coaches too much power, I think some coaches like to, to tell kids and get in their heads, like you just need to play football or you just need to play baseball. And Brandon had a lot of that. And it wasn't because the coaches were bad coaches. They just wanted the best, or the better players on their team. Mm-hmm. 
all the time. You know, it wasn't that they um, did were bad coaches because Brandon had the luxury of just having some great coaches along the way, high school, little league, everything, and travel ball. So, but it was just that it was just that little selfishness where I think kids need to play all the sports they can play because there's no guarantee after the 12th grade they can play anything. Right, right. No, that's true. Everything is very so specialized. So go play them all. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Sonia, thank you so much for taking time out. You've been <laughs> absolutely more than generous with your time. I want to say um, um, from all of us here at uh, Halo Haven and All Angels Podcast, happy Mother's Day, and, and um, hopefully uh, you'll be able to spend you. it with your, your family for, uh, you know, and, and they all stay safe and you guys stay safe during this crazy time. Yes, yep. We'll take advantage of this one Mother's Day with Brandon. Yeah, it's, that's honestly, true. Honestly, I don't want him home again. I don't that's want him back true. here again on Mother's Day. You know, that, it's funny Let's you say ball. that. Yeah, it's funny you say that, too, because in, in my head, you know, Mother's Day is – I. Um, we kind of have a tradition. We always go, try to go to a baseball game for Mother's Day. And it's funny. You're right. Brandon's actually mm-hmm. going to be home for this Mother's Day. That's right. It's something that would be really special yeah. for you. And yeah, and we'll it will celebrate that, but I don't yep. want him back here again, Daniel. So let's <laughs> let's get on the field. Yeah. All right, Sonia. Thank you very, very much again <laughs> okay. and happy Mother's thank Day. Thank you. What's up? Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for Groom Goon Beard and Body Care. Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did and check out www.groomgoon.com. Groom Goon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. Don't just take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com. And at checkout, use discount code CATFISHTHEGOON, all one word, CATFISHTHEGOON, and receive 15% off your purchase. Why choose Groom Goon? Well, because your beard deserves it. Listen to my show, The Punk Corner, on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. And I'd like to thank Sonia again for taking some time out and chatting with us. I thought it was really cool to talk to her and, and kind of get her side of everything from, um, you know, Brandon growing up to Brandon's draft experience to all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, you, you talk to players and they're kind of real focused on what's going on and, and they won't really give you a whole lot of like, I was this, I was that. So I'm always interested to see what someone with an outside perspective, like a mom, like a dad, like a brother, like a sister, like any kind of family member sees them during that time. So again, thank you, Sonia. Happy Mother's Day to everyone out there uh, for taking time out um, and listening to this podcast. And and hopefully that uh, interview, you know, was fun to hear because it really was a lot of fun to have her on. And hopefully um, we'll have her on again soon. Um, you know, maybe when Brandon makes it into the major leagues and we can get her reaction uh, to that and everything, that would be really fun. So, um, you know, before we go, I, I want to kind of touch on some things that have been going through the news. You guys probably heard about it by now. Um, you know, Jeff Passan from ESPN, people from The Athletic, and I think the New York Post have talked about a proposed – MLB will propose a plan to the Players Association about a, about what they want or how they – plan on starting the season 
Um, dates have been thrown around. Like you hear spring training 2.0 would probably be sometime in early June, which leads to an early July kind of start date. But to this point, and again, we're recording this Thursday night, there hasn't been a date set yet, or even if the MLB players have agreed to the deal or to the proposal. So that's something to really um, look out for. But, you know, I, I've, I've been on other podcasts, and I might have even said it here. I think it would be great for MLB to start the season on July 4th with the symbolism of, you know, Independence Day and, 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 you know, baseball kind of, you know, you can debate whether it's America's pastime or not, but it still has a, a part in American culture um, for them to do, to have opening day on July 4th. You know, I think that's the most optimistic view of it. If you're asking me to be realistic, I, I just still see um, so many hurdles still left. I mean, if we're talking about an early June, um, spring training type of thing, you know, that's less than a month away. Um, wh- where, what's going to happen? Where are they going to do this at? Are they going to spring tr- do spring training in you know the the cities where the teams are located? Or does everyone go to Arizona and, and and Florida again so they don't have to travel that far? Are they going to just be in like? There's a lot of that going on. And then too, when you get to the actual season part of it, you know, the, I guess the proposal part of it is that they'll be playing in their home stadiums, which I think is really crazy, especially um, here in California. And I know the majority of the listeners are from California and live in Southern California, so they kind of know what the, you know, what's going on with stuff opening or not opening, and mass gatherings and non-mass gatherings. But if you uh, are out of California, live out of California, you know, it, it just seems like any kind of mass gathering whether it be for a sporting event or even, you know, um, a day at the park with the family seems very, uh, it's hard to see that happening anytime soon. And especially in early June where, you know, spring training would happen and definitely in, in July where, um, the season might start. So I think there's a lot of hurdles testing. How are they going to do that? You know, what's their plan? If someone does come down with it, are they going to shut it all down again? Cause I think that might be the worst thing they could do is, Started up, someone tested positive, them not have a good grasp on it. And next thing you know, it, it spreads among uh, players and personnel in baseball. And then now you're definitely going to have to shut down this season. And that's probably would be the, the nail in the coffin for this season. And it might even affect next year. So you really have to be careful about what what you put out there, who you put out there, and in what kind of environment. So, you know, I hope as a fan that, whatever plan they have coming up is a good one and they're able to um, go through with it. But me being partly, you know, pessimistic about it, I, I just, I just don't see it happening that early. I still think, you know, late, late July, early August might be a good time to do it. You know, I think there'll be so much more information by then. So many more tests available by then the June, July kind of start date seems very, very rushed just because we are now, um, pretty much in the middle of May. I mean, depending on when you're listening to this, we can be dead. You can be listening to us in, in, the, in the middle of May and you just don't know what's going to happen. So hopefully with this proposal, them going through MLB, uh, MLB players association, local governments, and even into the federal governments, um, we'll get a better idea of where the snags are, what, what's the holdup and they can probably work towards fixing that. But that just seems like a lot of hoops to jump through in such a small time. Again, you're going to have to talk to if you're planning to do it to every single home site, you're going to have to talk to, you know, all that local government from, you know, East Coast, West Coast, 
and even to the federal government they talked about even even uh talking to so uh, like i said my baseball fan of me really really hopes this works out really hopes that um baseball comes sooner rather than later but the i guess the realistic part of me just i just it finds it hard to see that happening and you know, with uh, everything going on, it's just it seems like a, a tall task, but hopefully they are able to do something with it. I just at this point, I'm just I'm not sure. But you are seeing a lot of player movement. I will say that if you follow the players on Instagram, on Twitter, you are seeing a lot of players post pictures in airports, post pictures um, with boarding passes, passports, all that stuff. So players are moving. Players might be now getting into that, you know, pre kind of spring training shape. You know what I mean? So. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see how they do the rosters, how they do active players, how they do, you know, if, if it is the normal leagues, how do they travel? If it's three, uh, 10 team leagues, how does the DH work? How is that going to work? So again, there's a lot of things that are still need to be answered and hopefully within the next couple of weeks, we will have answers for that. But until then, um, keep your eyes out. Again, I can't recommend enough following some of these legit um, newsbreakers, whether that's Jeff Passens from ESPN or Red Bollinger from MLB.com or, you know, Maria Torres or, you know, Jeff Fletcher from OC Register. Um, Anyone from The Athletic is great. So, again, you know, this is a really good time to um, pay attention to what they're putting out there, what they're tweeting because, you know, once this proposal goes through or, or gets, you know, put in front of these these governments and these officials, it's going to be really interested to see what the feedback is from it. So I, I would definitely recommend following those people and and seeing what's the news that comes out of it. Because it, 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 for, for baseball fans, Angel fans, it, you know, this is kind of information that I think we, we really want and to see how the, the, the possibility of this season might fold out or might come to be. So... With that being said, next week on the All Angels podcast, I am going to talk to another Angel fan about their Angels memorabilia collection and the all and the um, and everything they have um, on Instagram, um, if again or and Twitter. So again, if you want to follow all our collection of Angels memorabilia, all you have to do is use hashtag Angels memorabilia challenge, and again that's on Twitter or Instagram. Um, you'll see our collection of angel stuff on there posting one thing per day until the season starts. And then also you have fans posting their stuff and also using the same hashtag. So we'll have one fan on next week on the all angels podcast. And um, if anything breaks between now and then we'll definitely put, talk about that on the back end of that podcast. But if not, we'll be back the week after Johnny and myself talking about um, everything that has happened between now and then. And if anything, any news kind of pops up, we'll definitely be chatting about that. Again, if you want to reach us on our uh, social media, it's angels or it's halo underscore Haven on both Instagram and Twitter. Again, halo underscore Haven. And if you have a question, comment, concern, anything about the podcast, another way you can reach us besides DMing us from those social media accounts is emailing us at all angels podcast at gmail.com again that's all angels podcast at gmail.com we ask you to rate review subscribe to this podcast um for your ios um users please write a review five stars um 
we really like to get those reviews up just so we can start spreading the word to other people looking for Angels podcast, looking for baseball podcast. And with the season hopefully starting around the corner or in a couple months, you know, there's going to be a need or a want for people that are going to um, look for Angel podcast and to get information from. Um, so definitely help us out and do some uh, rating and reviewing on the Apple podcast site. Um, but until then, I am Daniel Garcia, and we will talk to you later on the All Angels Podcast. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. 
Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.